evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges podcast. My name is Greg Dykes, and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. Tonight, our group has done the mostly probable. They have succeeded in beating back the zombie horde threatening Melar's throat. They have saved Jessamine, one of the merchant princes, from the jaws of the undead. And now, making their way back to the safety of the city with Zindar and Wakanga in tow, I think they've deserved a good drink and perhaps some food. Rana does look rather famished. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast or anything else we are releasing, uh, you can find us all over the social medias at T-O-Triple-T-B Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B Podcast. I invite you now to join us in adventure. Percival Silverlight. We are triumphant. We have worked together and with last minute help from the merchant prince Wakanga and Zindar the harbour master, we have rescued all those left in the temple of Timora and dispatched the undead threat with nary breaking a sweat. We must steal ourselves however for now. We have the most challenging part of our night. Finding food for Rana, whilst the city is locked down. We will need all the luck we can get. Adventure! Okay, so... We left off last time with, frankly, uh, your... Not your first big success, but definitely a big success for the party. You have been able to defend the throat. You have held off the undead. Um, and with the help of Zindar and Wakanga, you have now managed to make your way back to the gate and back inside the walls. You are confident now that you have managed to save all of the commoners that were trapped inside the Temple of Temora, which is the temple that spanned the gorge. Uh, and you have also saved the life of the Merchant Prince Jessamine. As you head back to the gates, you are accompanied, as I say, by Zindar and Wakanga, whose Wakanga sort of comes down the other side and meets you at the gate. Uh, the both of them are very pleased. Um, certainly Wakanga is almost ecstatic. He seems quite thrilled at having taken part. However small his part may have been, he seems quite thrilled at having taken part in this. Zindar, a little bit more restrained. Even those of you that may have never seen a Dragonborn before can tell that he's both impressed with you guys and quite, you know, quite quite pleased with his own abilities for casting the spell that keeps off the undead. Is there anything you guys want to say to Wakanga or Zindar just now, or do you want to just head straight on in? Uh, what sort of time is it at the moment? 
Well, it's just after our fight. It's, yeah, mm -hmm. so this is just after the yeah, fight. Yeah, but so our it's still... fights lasted two and a half weeks, or, you know, like, <laughs> who knows, many weeks. It, so, will um... have been, it will have been, within the game, this will have been about maybe, maybe night, wasn't it? half it's an hour to an hour since you guys left the Giggling Squid. Okay. Yeah, like, it's really not been that much time at all. You literally, the Giggling Squid's, like, round the corner from the gate. I'm, I'm going to try and catch both of them together, Zindar and uh, Wakanga, and say, Yeah, right, there, Wakanga. Thank you very much. There, by the way, boys. Uh, does this sort of thing happen often? All right. I am fabulous, my man. That was, oh, thrilling. I, it was quite invigorating. I'm, you know, I'm one of the few spellcasters, apart from, obviously, Zindar here, and I very rarely get to use my magic. That's just, oh, it's good to feel magic coursing through me again. I, I've heard it's rather nice when you get to fire fireballs. Oh, yes, especially against undead. They're just they're wonderful when they all just bunch together like that. It's, it's the way they sort of explode and then melt. It's almost beautiful. What, the zombies? Oh, you're a man after my heart, young Zibby. <laughs> I, young, I, said, I don't know why I added the young to that, because I'm pretty sure Wakanga's younger than Zibby. Probably, probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I've heard tales from the abbot of you know, sort of some of the things that he did with lightning bolts. Things that would kill your hair, I tell you. I shall have to. I shall have to. If you ever reach that level, let me know. <laughs> I once had curly hair, you know. You did? <laughs> Not going back to that hairdresser's ever again. <laughs> I, oh, I, think, I think curly hair would suit you, Percival. I don't know, really. It, it just kind of... It feels weird. It's like your hair bounces straight. Uh, Siliqui um, steps forward towards Wakanga, not like in his face annoying, but um, and looks at him yep. very sincerely, you know, and um, looks at him and says, uh, Wakanga, I, I want to thank you as well. He's, um, you did enough to come in person you, and you chose to, and I really appreciate it. There was quite a few, we were getting quite tired, and uh, you were very unassuming with your, with your magic, but you were very impressive, as was your friend Zindar, and we do really appreciate the help. Well, I wasn't about to let my Team C, or should I say now my Team A, fall. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, high fives. He actually he actually throws an arm around you, Siliqui. You okay with that? She's all right with that. <laughs> all right, excellent. He gives you a brief sort of one-arm hug and then indicates that you guys should head inside the sally port that you guys came out through. You're basically led up by Zindar up the spiral staircase that is on the inside. So... The thing with the spiral staircase, it actually leads back up onto the parapet that you guys were on the night before. Mm -hmm. um, before going back down, sort of like you sort of you go up to the parapet and then down the other side in order to get through this side entrance. And as you get up to the top, you spot, looking quite sullen, the three assassins standing next to the parapet, just sort of shooting you guys dark looks with their arms folded. Sindar's not stopping, he's just going. Ah, uh, yes, bad news, back again. Siliqui just um, gives them a nod and says, good evening, uh, in a kind of unassuming, uh, I'm being polite, but don't really want to talk to them. <laughs> you know, she's not being rude, she's being polite, she's being friendly, but don't want to get into conversation with them. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Percival gives a little wave. You just give a little wave? Just a little wave. And a, and a <laughs> wink. <laughs> it's difficult because you probably see it out of the corner of your mouth, but you think one of them might just spit on the ground. But otherwise, they don't say anything. Terrible habit. As just as Rana walks away, Rana will Rana will scoop like a piece of sort of what's left of one of the zombies 
uh, off his cheek because obviously he was nibbling things, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and he'll just he'll oh, just yeah. he'll just yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll <laughs> flick it behind him, kind of onto the in front of their boots, and then just carry on walking without paying much attention. <laughs> okay, nice, subtle insult. Never realised you were so <laughs> passive aggressive, Rana. <laughs> Lesson seven: a certain Wait, dominant. I was going to say, yeah, we we'll go with the passive aggressive route rather than any. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, Siliqui says to both Sindar and um, Wakanga, um, to say thank you properly for your help, can we buy both of you... Um, have you eaten this evening? Can we buy you both dinner? Wakanga tells you that uh, at this time, most of the shops and restaurants will still be closed. Um, and as oh. you head out of the gate onto the main street, you can see the streets look far more deserted than you've seen them before, even with like just the heavy rain. Down sort of to the... Uh, to the right from the gate uh, down towards where the red market was down here around you and off down to the right which is where the red market is that is where all the stores for like street food and stuff were Mm -hmm. all of them have been closed because the night isn't very dark you've been in the giggling squid before at night and you know that the street entertainment stuff even in rain stay open quite late into the night and this whole area just seems deserted you might see like one or two people but it's really, it's the kind of last few commoners that you saved being led off to shelters by the city watch. And Wakanga informs you that at this time, what's normal is that the lower district here near the gate will stay in shelters until the all clear is given, as there is a chance that the undead might swarm up the throat still and might potentially get through the gate. Wakanga tells you that you could either go to the shelters if you wanted, or if you would like, he can take you back to his villa which up on the merchant's hill will be more fortified and they can perhaps crack open a cask of uh, albino dwarven ale and you know toast your victory in style Ooh, a nice glass of red would go down very nicely there thank you very much rana looks around uh, sort of uh, in a slightly impatient manner and just says food while sort of peering over uh, wakanga's shoulder and <laughs> The trouble is, uh, Wakanga, is uh, we were we literally had just sat down to... Uh, we was about to eat some food this evening at the Giggling Squid when the alarms went off and um, none of us have eaten today. Um, and I think a couple of us, especially Rana, um, I don't know if he gets low blood sugar or, or what, but um, he doesn't do well if he doesn't eat. He, he's, um, yeah, I think maybe the uh, wild shaping of things might um, take a lot of his, um, you know, blood sugar. <laughs> Whilst this is going on, Rana's Rana's like digging the toe of his shoe into a gap in the carp cobble in an increasingly like self-destructive mm-hmm. manner. Like he, he wants the conversation to hurry up uh, because he's really <laughs> he's really hungry, just exactly like a five-year-old would do when they're waiting for an ice cream and the ice cream just isn't arriving, and that's unacceptable. <laughs> Wakanga in that instance says, "But of course, then you must come back to mine. For I was, in fact, in the middle of dinner myself. It will still be laid up and prepared when we get back, and I'm sure my servants will be able to uh, craft you a suitable meal to reward you for your good service." Are you sure it's not too much trouble, Wakanga? We don't want to uh, impose. Not at all trouble. You have done a great deed this evening, and I personally am of the opinion that that should go rewarded. Zindar, would you care to join us as well? Zindar himself, he's been quite quiet, um, and he just nods at Wakanga and says, I think that would be quite nice to rest my legs. I can think the harbours will uh, survive without me for one night. That sounds marvellous. So, are you guys going to follow Wakanga back to his villa? 
hundred percent. Rana will stride off quite perfectly. Can I just check? Is the vase in a room at the uh, Giggling Squid? I'm assuming so because it's big and the, the jug. The alchemy jug. Is it in a room or something at the Giggling Squid still? Because it's big and you wouldn't have been able to. Just... Yes, I think it, I think most of your things would still be at the Giggling Squid. Lovely. Okay. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, most of your like mundane stuff. Obviously, all your weapons and equipment. Yeah. I assume you took with you because you used <laughs> them in the magic fight. appearing. Yeah. But yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> You probably would have left the giggling squid. Anyway, Wakanga uh, leads you off, although probably Rana is actually leading you off as he's just sort of strode <laughs> off almost before yeah. Wakanga finished his <laughs> sentence. And he leads you very quickly through the streets and up to his villa. True to his word, Wakanga takes you straight in, out of the rain, and takes you through to his dining room, um, which is... i just bring you guys over to the merchant's villa. Ooh, we've actually got a map. Mm. Do you have a map? How much of this map can you see at the minute? I can no. see black. Well, I can't see anything because it's all gone black. black. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone black. I see a lovely black okay. rectangle. Right, hang on. Somebody turn the light on, will you? I can't see a blasted <laughs> thing in here. I mean, you're the one with, that, with night vision. Oh, God, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just calm down. I'm getting there. <laughs> My sweet, sweet eyes. Hey, you and your elven eyes. Oh, I'm not hear the end of it. There we go. You should have. Uh, you should have vision now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've been led straight through Wakanga's villa, past the fountain at the front door, through the large circular staircase room that leads up to his upper floors, and pretty much directly up and through a room into the dining room where you guys had the lovely snakes on a stick from one of your first episodes. I suppose. Have you ever have you figured out how they get this, uh, the snake to wind around the stick yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain that they use a combination of sweets and uh, some, some kind of glue. Charm. Charm? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they coax it. Gently, <laughs> around a Very gently. spring or so. I don't know. <laughs> As he was saying, he has indeed got a veritable feast. It's a smaller feast even, actually, than the one that you guys had when you first arrived in Chalt. But it isn't long before he has the servants. They start to bring out a few more dishes. So there's a few more of the large steaks. A keg of ale is brought in. Although uh, I heard Zibi mention, I think... a like a dram of red or something like that so are you wanting wine instead because... a, a nice drop of red would be lovely did you say it was mm. dwarven uh, albino dwarven which is ever so slightly different to uh, the regular dwarven that you would perhaps be used to my man this is brewed in the jungles all right well i'm actually quite well uh, i'm actually i know the dwarves quite well uh, in fact i knew them before they were famous um <laughs> <laughs> Popular beat combo, the dwarves. <laughs> Barbershop so, yeah. I know that I, everybody knows they make good beer, but I happen to know they do make a decent glass of wine, quite often made from mushrooms, but uh, it seems to actually work quite well. Sorry, it, uh, sorry. You, say, you say that it's a um, uh, albino dwarf wine, is that right? I, well, no, it's an albino dwarf ale, is what he's brought in. Oh, sorry. That's a bit of a listen properly. There is wine on offer, but this one is, uh, the wine is elven wine. 
I see. Yes. Does, so does that make it a, a, a white beer? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it does not make it, it does not make it a white beer. No. Okay. It is, however, of a fruity variety. Percival, are you asking if it's a white beer or pale ale? Well, I'll, I'll have a pint then. Thank you. Excellent. The, <laughs> pint uh, the beer is poured. To, <laughs> the, the, the beer is poured directly from the keg, um, and a bottle is brought through for those of you that want wine. Uh, um, they have sort of prepared <laughs> for you. They they do actually have uh, a uh, new variety of the nut roast um, uh-huh. that they made for you last time that they were in. So they have got a vegan option available. <laughs> have they? Um, does he have people working from that bring it through, or do I need to go and get it, or what's the situation? No, no. He has servants, some of whom actually appear to be the unseen servant variety. So there are there are a couple of platters that just kind of like wander through almost of their own accord. Whoever brings the um, stuff for Siliqui, can she just sort of turn to either the invisible tray person or, or you know, the actual person and say, oh, I do really appreciate it. I'm sorry if I'm difficult. I, I don't mean to be, a, you know, a nuisance. I, I really appreciate the help, though. You're doing a fantastic job, and I'd like to say thank you. It appears as if the wall to your right says, not a problem, madam. She nods at the invisible wall. <laughs> I know the, the wall's the wall's not invisible. That's just where the, that's yeah. where the voice t- seems to emanate from. She feels a bit peculiar doing it, but she kind of tilts her head and slightly nods with a little bit of a smile at, at the area, which seemed to speak. <laughs> uh, so as the evening's progressing, Wakanga is quite clearly. Um, Agitated is not the right word. He is excited, ecstatic almost, to sort of chat with you guys about your encounter with these undead. He's told you before that he hasn't himself like been into the jungle and you get the sense that he's not been in a lot of peril, but is, you know, keen to relive details and presses each of you sort of in turn whilst pouring you more drinks for what happened, how did you beat them, you know, gasping at just the right moments for when Sibby tells of the wonderful use of shatter that he used before. (laughs) And similarly, Zindar is keen to learn more about you, asks who you are, and, you know, when he finds out you're adventurers, you can see he gets quite a nice little smile on his face and just kind of like a very nice bit of recognition there as you begin to recount in with tales of your expedition into the Cholton lands. Um, I was wondering, uh, can I determine if um, if Zindar is a religious man, a cleric of some kind, or is he uh, is he a wizard, or is he a... Yeah, what's your passive... Uh, let's go with... So, you wanted to work out what kind of uh, magic he uses, yeah? I just wanted to have a look, see if he's obviously wearing a um, religious uh, symbol, or... Purely because if, if I can take, if I can see he's a cleric of some kind, then I might have some, I uh, might have a little bit of a like a connection there, mm. and you know, maybe be able to ask him favors later on, perhaps. Or um, what's your religion modifier? My religion modifier is not brilliant. I think uh, it's called the cleric. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like the um, druid in nature. <laughs> It's, it's mm. plus one. <laughs> Mine's plus two. Yes, I know, but uh, you obviously went to Sunday school. You've all designed characters terribly. <laughs> all good. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, with a yeah, with a plus one, it's not immediately obvious that there is any religious symbol on him. So it, no, you cannot recognise that he's particularly a religious type. What about your Arcana? And um, I think that's going to be plus one as well. Plus one as well. Uh, uh, okay. Yes, plus one. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's better for that one would be either perception or insight. What's insight? Plus three. Plus 
three. Okay, so um, what you pick up from that, um, and you can make of this what you will, there are a few different kind of like tells for the different types of magic, as far as mm. I'm concerned. Yeah, you're shouting out the name of your god before you blast somebody is one of them. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah, there's little <laughs> tells like that. You know, the yeah. the yeah, the the warlocks have a little chant to their patron. Wizards, you know, have arcane spells. Zindar didn't seem to say anything. The magic just seemed to course through him, and he just aimed it. Okay. Um. So. Hmm. Sorcerer. Yeah, that would be that would be a good that would be a good um, estimation from what you can get from that. A good guess. Yeah, yeah a good guess. Um, of course, you can just ask him um, as well <laughs> if if, uh, if you want. Rana, what are you up to just now? Rana is is eating the nearest piece of roasted jungle fowl or some such that he can find. Um, mm-hmm. And if anyone sort of a uh, you know looks at him or wants information, he'll. You know, expouse the fact that you know he very much enjoyed being a dinosaur. Um, he hasn't been a dinosaur in a long time. Um, not is, since. Is that just for, for any question, regardless of what the subject is? Just I liked being a dinosaur. Well, pretty much. He he refers sort of vaguely to he hasn't been a dinosaur since the incident. Um, but if pressed, uh, gets a bit embarrassed and just buries his face in the food and won't and won't give any won't give any details as to what constitutes the incident. Um, but he he also makes the point that the zombies taste really bad, um, and uh, the food tastes really good. So it's one of the reasons he's eating because he spent a large part of the evening with zombie in his mouth, and that's not that's not great. <laughs> At the mention of uh, zombies tasting bad, Wakanga does produce, uh, rather one of Wakanga's servants. Um, is called and produces a little mint, if you would like, to sort of cleanse your palate before eating. Rana has no concept of what a mint is, having never seen one before. But, oh. um, but Rana, it, it's the thing you put in your mouth and you suck it. It, it's, it tastes nice. Rana's already swallowed it. Um, oh. It's, it's gone. Um, it usually la- lasts a while in your mouth. He, just, he, he sort of looks around and Do says... Do you others? And nods. And then just carries on eating the chicken um, and just sort of phases things out unless he's addressed directly. He just carries on stuffing his face. Percival, what about you? What are you up to? Or what, what would you, is uh, there anything you'd like to ask? So uh, per- Percival is he's taking up two seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. He's, he's lounging. Of course he is. <laughs> he does appear to be sitting on, not the arms of the chair, the back of the chair by the looks of things. He's like, but, got... but well, there is that. I mean, there, 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 are, some, there are some issues with... Um, he's he's manspreading, kind of... isn't he? He's yeah. manspreading yes. things. I, I'm manspreading all over I, the shop. I don't know. This kind of this kind of works. Like, Wakanga's <laughs> perched on an arm. Siliqui's actually sat on it. Wakanga is... I know, Zibby is kind of lounging back on one side. So, uh-huh. Rana doesn't Rana really know how chairs work properly. So he's all and Zindar's just sat like chatting to you guys. <laughs> this kind of works, actually. I like the idea that Rana's sat in the chair, but rather than sat on the chair, he's like he's like crouched on the balls of his feet, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like leaning back, like squatting, like squatting on the balls of his feet, um, like he, with his hands, mm. his elbows, like resting on the tops of his knees, as he pretty much mm. just almost like a conveyor belt, just ferries a steady stream of nibbles into his mouth, alternating with beer. Mm. Uh, Percival looks over and, and just says, so, uh, I don't really know where he manages to put all that food. He's so small. You say that, but uh, you've seen him when he's like a giant spider and things. He's, he's, 
He's huge. Yeah, I don't understand where all the mass goes. Giant spider? Well, he's very talented. He's, um, he's really interesting when he, uh, when he changes. He's, um, if you like, look different animals, he's, um, he's really quite impressive. Hmm. So what, what is it now, Rana? What have you been? A spider? A tiger. Um, he likes his tiger. tiger, yeah. And, Rana sort uh, of gestures with a bone of some nondescript animal that he's just devoured and mutters, um, dinosaur, and then pauses and then says, bear, and then, like, sort of waves the bone in the air. Oh, yeah. Well, tra- I think he tried to be a squid once, but we won't talk about that one either. <laughs> just looked like he was going to poop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Zibby, um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Zibby? Uh, yes. Um... Has, Zibby, has Zibby got the... Um, the food coma. Zibby's still chewing. He's still sort of gnawing on a bone somewhere. Um, so, so uh, Zinda, um, we've we'd been to the, uh, your temple here, uh, the big one with the eye. Very impressive. I was looking to, uh, I was looking to tell the abbot back home uh, that we should probably get something like that. Um, are there any other temples that? set up here or you know is it uh, something that you go to regularly I tend to spend most of my time down on the docks I use my time to help Wakanga here and the other merchant princes make sure that their cargo is well actually made it to Portney and Zaro it's not always easy but not much I can do about that from here I suppose and Wakanga says to Zinda I'll oh, just lay off the pirates for one night and Zinda looks like he's going to say more and just shakes his head and just says, Well, if you want to know about temples, there are three temples uh, in Nianzaro. There's uh, Temple of Sevras, or the Temple of the Eye, as you mentioned. Okay. There is the Temple of Sun, which is out on the island, the north. Bear with me. North. West. Um, there we go. How do you spell soon? Is yeah. it S-O-O-N or soon spelled differently? Uh, it's S-U-N-E. Mm-hmm. And you can roll a religion check if you want to try and work out what that is. Okay. I'm going to uh, do that as well. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Please, it's about time we got rolling. Not, I've not got a very good religion, but there are for anyway. Uh, 11. <laughs> very distinctly <laughs> average. Um, <laughs> Seven. Percival, less so. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the name of the temple on uh, the island of Soon? It's just uh, temple. Soon, it, no, no, no. It? It's it's the temple of Soon on the island to the northeast, northwest. Even uh, is what Zinda was saying. Um, and sorry, he was in the middle of a flow. Uh, so you can ask what that is if you guys uh, want to just you know straight up ask. Because yeah, with those roles, you're not entirely sure. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, what was the third one there? And the third one is the Hall of Gold, I believe. And bear with me while I look up the DM's uh, information on it, because I just want to double check I actually got that name right. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it is called the Hall-, Hall of Gold. It's the great big shining bugger across the city. Oh, so that's here as well. Um, and that would jog your memories, guys, because you have spotted this I've at one it. point. This is... Yeah. Was that the one on the way to the bathhouse where we went, wow, look at that glitter? Yes, that one. Exactly mm-hmm. that one. So the queen made a big point of going, oh, it's beautiful. And then everybody ignored her, more or less. <laughs> it is actually, it's on the highest mountain in the city, um, Mount Sebasta, 
um, both Wakanga and Zindar inform you. And it is a temple to Wukin. Did you say Wukin or Wookie? W-A-U-K-E-E-N. Wukin. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no relation then. Um, so, um... Do you go to any of these temples at all, Zindar, or uh, are you very familiar with any of them? He shrugs and just says, my work takes me around the docks and the warehouses. I've no particular need for uh, religion. I just do my job. So you don't, uh, you don't tend to go on the open sea yourself, then? Not myself, no, though we've more need of people getting out on the open seas, personally. How do you mean? Look, I'm going to talk about it, Wakanga. <laughs> we have something of a pirate problem here in Cholt. Like, Wakanga was trying to, like, wave him down there. It's okay, right. Wakanga. We, we're open people. We won't be judgy. We, you, you feel free to talk. Rana leans forward um, and gestures, like, with some sort of tropical fruit uh, and says, what manner of animal is a pirate? And then takes a big bite out of the fruit and then frowns at it realizing it's not it's not meat just drops it on the table and then reaches <laughs> yeah. some more some more meat zindar looks to you and and says the most despicable kind especially for a merchant city they uh well there's no no way to put it about it they prey on our merchant ships as they come in and out of the bay hard enough with the dragon turtle out there but uh, just to have pirates as well ruining and stealing our good products just just makes my blood boil turtle says rana the dragon turtle turtle yes dragon turtle rana rana leans forward says it's good meat on a turtle and then looks around the table as though he's expecting to see one uh, rana you might want to think twice before before trying to eat a dragon turtle rana it is huge <laughs> They're kind of, um, <laughs> right, Rana, you see how big this city is? Rana nods. Now, imagine a turtle that's that big. It's a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. <laughs> Rana, Rana frowns and then says, Shell would make good place to build village, yes? <laughs> He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then just sort of shrugs and says, perhaps too big for Rana to hunt. But these, and then reaches across to some form of canopy that he sees on the table. Rana is good at hunting these. They cannot run. And then ferries one into his mouth with a sign of much enjoyment. I notice you also didn't get lost finding them, Rana. Oh, Percival, (laughs) I saw that dig. I heard it. He points across at one of the ones which is uh, mostly lettuce and goes, "Uh, Rana, can you pass me one of those jungle canopies? (laughs) (laughs) Rana nods and passes one over and says, Rana is a good guide. Never has Rana been lost. Rana always knows precisely where he is and then carries on eating. You're just not in relation to anywhere else occasionally. <laughs> Rana knows where Rana is in relation to Rana 
and then Rana nods as though he said something deeply profound. And as far as he's concerned, that, that ends the conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zippy turns, looks at uh, Siliqui and just raises an eyebrow and <laughs> starts shoveling canapes into his mouth again. Siliqui's trying to be supportive of Rana because she's trying to make him, you know, develop. Yes, and, but even so. But, but she's trying to not laugh. <laughs> and she's really trying to hold together. So she looks at Wakanga and just says, it's okay. He has other skills, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a reason why it took us ten days to get to Camp Rages. Um He's sitting over there trying not trying to eat canopies. <laughs> Much as I like the wee fella, I wouldn't trust him with both hands and his ass. Ron, Ron is not paying. Ron, Ron is just. <laughs> Ron, Ron is consumed by the consumption of. <laughs> With everything before him and isn't really paying much attention uh he's got his food and he's happy and that, that's, that's all that matters really <laughs> so um so zindar tell me more about these these pirates you're talking about zindar goes off on a bit of a rant and you can see wakanga kind of rolls his eyes a bit as he does so i i, I don't have like a planned rant um but in between the small bits of embers that seem to just shoot out of Zindar's mouth instead of spit. Essentially, there has been for the past about a, just just under a year or so, Port Nianzaro has been suffering from a heightened amount of pirates, which over time, Zindar has come to realise that there is something a bit off. The pirates are uncannily able to get the best merchant ships heading into Port Nianzaro. There is essentially, there is a feeling, both amongst the merchants and you can tell, obviously, very clearly, Zindar thinks this as well. There is a traitor somewhere in Portney and Zaro feeding information to these pirates. So you suspect that you have a mole? Quite possibly, yes. He's saying he either either has a mole or there's some leak of information to these pirates who seem more organised than your average run-of-the-mill pirates. Hmm. So have, you've not been able to do anything about this so far, then, is that right? We've not much in the way of a navy, and as a result, we can't exactly defend our merchant ships as they come and go. Especially, as we say, with uh, with Arameg in the bay, it, it just wouldn't look too great if we, you know, tried to send out some sort of show of force. He might take it wrong and, to be honest, just sink the whole lot. So long as, you know, we're only sending a few ships out and a few ships coming in, then he leaves us well alone or as well alone as his his nature and this is the the dragon turtle yes this is the dragon turtle so you've not heard of the dragon turtle Armeg? no rana leans up and says hmm. turtle does not like if you have too many ships yes well i mean he's yeah he's strong enough to sink just about as many as we'd like but uh, as long as the ships aren't too numerous, then he's more than happy just to take his share and be gone. Rana looks thoughtful for a moment, just shrugs and picks up another bit of chicken and says, have you asked Turtle where pirates are? And then takes a bite of chicken. <laughs> While I might be dragonborn, I'm not about to go out there and try and talk sense into a dragon turtle. I don't think, Rana, I don't think they're particularly hospitable or friendly to talk to either. I don't think they they think the way that other people would think. Yeah, I don't think they're nice to converse with. Rana shrugs and says, people in city do not think 
my tribe are good to talk to. You do not seem to have a problem, and then carries on eating and doesn't say any more. It's far, far beyond anything like tribes, Rana. And not everybody thinks that. I think you're lovely. I think you're wonderful. And um, anybody says different, well, stuff them. <laughs> Great advice there, Siliquid. <laughs> yes. Rana, Rana goes back to eating, but he looks, he looks thoughtful at the whole idea of possibility of, of, of talking to a turtle. Hasn't he? It's been years since he's spoken to a turtle. Um, and it's, you know, a good conversationalist. Ages since he spoke to an animal in general, which I'm glad for. Uh, um, <laughs> he did speak to a lizard. <laughs> but, yes, uh, that, that, yeah. yes, that moment DM has to frantically improv uh, an animal <laughs> voice uh, and, and script with absolutely no prior warning. Um, <laughs> I love listening back to that episode. It just brings a smile yeah. to my face. Could it be worse? I could have played a divination <laughs> wizard. Um, oh. Oh, there's some gravy on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, where were we? Um, yeah, so, I mean, do you think that there's anything that we may be able to help out with with regards to these dastardly pirates? I have had some experience with pirates in the past, of course. What haven't you had experience with, Percival? Sindar <laughs> smiles and says, uh, do you happen to have a ship of your own? Well, it just so happens, No. <laughs> that is one thing we are short on. We had a couple of canoes that we borrowed that um, Underhill had loaned us, uh, but we had to give them back when we came. We came back, so we are uh, we don't have a ship at the moment, um, but we have promised to um, to try and help Eric out, and he has promised us if we're able to help him with a map, then he may well be able to help us with a ship. But um, that's that's only one option at the moment. Yes, yeah, I don't think that they meant canoes. <laughs> Well, as I say, you seem to be adventuring folk. If you were able to charter a ship, or better yet, to find either the mole or the pirate's hideout, I think I can speak for the uh, the merchant princess, and here he kind of nods towards Wakanga, and say that uh, anybody who brought these villains to justice, or at the very least stopped them from being able to take all the valuable items, would be richly rewarded. Aye. So, um... Do, do you have any clues as to who this mole might be? So the trouble with moles, they tend to hide in plain sight. Beyond telling you that they seem to know the comings and goings of the port, I'm not sure. I have used my, and he sort of coughs here and, you know, does a little bit of, a little bit of that whole, like, you know, polishing his nails on his shirt, but because he's dragonborn, he rips straight through them. Smoke come out <laughs> of his mouth with the cough as well. <laughs> uh, um, he, uh, he just says of my <coughs> considerable magical talent to scry <laughs> the thoughts of just about every work hand. Everyone that works under me is loyal or else. And as far as I can tell, no one here seems to be a mole just yet, though any information you could potentially find if you were to investigate would, again, be greatly appreciated. I, well, perhaps once we've done that, we can go and talk to the dragon turtle and tell him that ships are friends, not food. Oh, he doesn't eat the ships, nonetheless they're able to give him his uh, his portion of gold. I, I um, personally, Zibi, I, I'm not sure I want to even really meet a dragon turtle. They'll only have a discussion with him and, and try to give him a lesson. I, 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 um, I might leave you for that one. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Zinda, um, if we were to consider helping, 
Could you provide us with everything you know so far about anything to do with the mole or the, or the pirate problem or no matter how big or small that we could potentially look over ourselves? I prefer to be um, as loaded as possible with information to go ahead with my adventures. Uh, Zindar does indeed begin outlying um, the information, but we are in, again, that lovely position where I really have nothing more to tell you beyond what Zindar has already said. He says what he can do is he will have one of his clerks potentially put together a list of the merchant ships that have been attacked by pirates. Yeah, and and also the uh, cargo that's on there as well. Yeah, yeah, the cargo that's been stolen as well. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. have like an itemized list in my head, but I'm sure we can just sort of say if you guys go and visit his clerks, maybe in a day or two, you'd be able to take that, mm-hmm. and that can potentially come into it later when I've worked out what to do with them. And he would also be able to tell you that it appears that there seem to be at least two, possibly three main ships to look out for though of course them being pirates it is hard to be sure the trouble is you know the pirates are quite successful and successful pirates kind of go unnoticed but those few survivors that have been rescued from their attacks at least three different ships have been reported but beyond that not much more has been gleaned rana leans forward and says pirate ships are not kept in the harbour. They are not kept here in the city. They, they don't usually. Uh, no. No, not. They're usually hidden somewhere. And he's giving you that kind of like side eye of just kind of like, is, is this guy is this guy still with us? Pirate, pirates are um, bad people. They, they steal and uh, pilfer and they, um, including their ships, they will take other people's ships and make them their own and then they become a pirate ship. They don't have anything of their own. They steal and take, and they don't earn, they steal. Rana sits back and says, ships cannot be on the water all the time. If they are not kept in the city, and you would see them if they went down the river, then they must be nearby. And Rana sort of gestures sort of around his head and says, our mountains all around the jungle cannot be many places for them to moor their ships yes I, I think that would be that would be a fair assessment but getting close enough without being blown out of the water by pirate ships would be well for one thing that would be rather difficult but you are quite right young man it's entirely possible that they are using some hidden cove or hideout somewhere around these coasts as you already well know, much of Cholt is uncharted. They could be anywhere. I'm just wondering, but Wakanga, is there a place nearby that just happens to be called something like Pirate's Cove? Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that they're probably there. Siliquia <laughs> so looks over at Zindar and goes, Yes, Zindar, these are the geniuses I am travelling with. <laughs> I mean, he's got a valid point. Rana <laughs> says, the old man in the temple, he can see things which are far away, yes? Grandfather Zitembe. Rana nods and says, perhaps he can see places which are nearby where you could moor a ship. Uh, it could be possible. Again, 
one of the tricky parts of scrying is that you must know that which you are trying to scry. It's all very well to search for suitable places, but if you've not seen them before or you don't have an, at least an account of where they are... What it's... about him? Um, do you have any of the ship's names? Unfortunately, no. The, yeah. Those few survivors that managed to get away don't generally look back at the uh, at the names engraved on them, I'm afraid. Um, no, sorry, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, actually, so what's so what's happening here? Um, I've just made a couple of rolls to determine what you can get from Zinda. What he says is that, yeah, the trouble with the pirate ships is that, you know, most times nobody survives the attacks, and those that do haven't seen enough to really be of use. However, what he can tell you is that one of the survivors did manage to recall seeing a name on the side of the ship that attacked them. And he said that its name was the Sturge. What a lovely name. Yeah, it's a good name. But, you know, horrible ship. <laughs> it's not a nice birdie either. <laughs> you continue in this vein discussing pirates and Zindar's hate for the pirates uh, back and forth. And after about maybe an hour or two, Zindar stands up and, you know, with, uh, with many ostentatious, you know, thank you, lovely to meet you all. He refuses a probably like fifth drink being offered by Wakanga um, and says that he does need to, you know, get back and get a good night's sleep. He is, after all, the harbour master and uh, must be alert tomorrow morning. And he bids you good night, mm -hmm. heading off into the night. Mm -hmm. Wakanga, on the other hand, is more than happy for you guys to stay here the night. There still hasn't been, as far as you can tell, there's been no word of the all clear bell being rung to say that you guys could go back to the giggling squid and rather than sort of consign you to making your way back to the shelters he is willing to have you guys stay here the night again in the guest rooms as you did the first night he also offers as a you know mark of honor that you may use his own private bathrooms and sauna to freshen up as i imagine a few of you uh, probably smell <laughs> yes, so it's polite be... way of going have a shower you please stink. have a shower yeah. please <laughs> You're covered in zombie goop. Yep. <laughs> We're all sat there eating. We have terrible hygiene, guys. Terrible. <laughs> Look, we were just trying to keep Rana happy, right? <laughs> I'd imagine you would have at least washed off your hands. I will be. I will be frank with you. I had completely forgotten that that was something that you may have wanted to like freshen up beforehand. I just took you straight to the dining room, scooping the brains out of our boots. Maybe left the boots outside the door, uh, sort of for having instructions to the suit cleaner to clean them. That's part of the reason why Sithaquee's just sort of half perched. You know, just she's trying not to ruin seat. the upholstery. Just, just, uh, just. <laughs> to make sure that you know it doesn't accidentally uh, bugger anything up all of, all of the sofas are, are covered in a plastic just to stop us from yeah. <laughs> staining <laughs> it's like sorry like that art that everyone has that has the yes. sofa yeah no one can fit on and every time you sit down it squeaks yep. yeah everyone wraps it it's uh, it's a guest room but guests aren't allowed to use it Yes. Only see it when they walk past the, hall, the hallway door. CB's going to pick up one of the half-empty bottles of wine, wander off with that, and a glass, and say, um, Wakanga, where do you say the bathrooms were? Over this way. Hey, I'm just going to go and freshen up, and then I might go and catch a few Zs. I'll actually open this door so that you guys can get out now. Woohoo! <laughs> All this time we've been trapped in the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah, you actually, yeah, you actually couldn't move out. So now, now your characters can move out of the room if you want to. 
um, and can start moving around to decide where they're going to go. Wakanga directs you to turn left out of the door and head to the door that is at the end of the corridor. Wakanga, um, I wouldn't mind myself having a, a quick wash, you know, and, and getting all this goo off me. Um, afterwards, do you think it would be safe to go for a walk outside or do you think it would be sensible to not go out at the moment? He looks to you and says, probably not wise to compound just now, but uh, I say compound, the villa, like the actual walls of the villa mm. um, is what he is what he means. Uh, however, if you wish to take a uh, take a stroll outside, it is, however, he sort of glances out of the window, still raining fairly hard, though. I don't mind the rain, but um, I mean, have you got gardens or anything? I wanted to talk, really, and I just wondered if I um, freshened up first, if we can go maybe outside or somewhere to sit and, and talk. If Obviously, if you wanted to. Aye. Sort of, he, he squeezes your arm again a little bit and just says, I think that would be quite nice. I know just the spot. Uh, and then presumably wipes the gore off of his hands. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. That would yeah. be ogre number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seduction number five by Silicon. Yeah. <laughs> the smell of death. A bouquet redolent of weak old corpse and jungle mud. <laughs> Completely. Quite a... All right. So... You guys can now make your way into uh, the bathroom. Can you guys actually see anything in there? Because I can't actually uh, tell if the lights are on or not. No. No? No. no. no oh, it's flat. Julia. No, can't see anything. <laughs> go, where's the bloody, <laughs> bloody light switch? <laughs> like feeling along the Blindly wall. groping around for <laughs> the bathroom. Yeah, I must be bloody here somewhere. I've gone blind again. Can you hear them, Mukanga? All I can hear is them all struggling to find where the light switch is. Would you mind telling them where the light switch is? Because they're bloody useless. I'll have you know we've just defeated several zombies and a couple of undead ogres. Percival? Yes? You're in a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> there, the mob's got me! Mop, my nemesis! <laughs> Seriously, Wakanga, you really, really need to get your light sorted out. It's shocking. I'm not very good at it, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a cousin, yes? <laughs> okay, right. Uh, let's see. Percival, I'm going to fiddle with you. <laughs> Pardon? In the dark. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going pants. to fiddle with you in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Percival, roll perception, and if you get an at 20, you notice the ethereal force that is the game's master reaching in from beyond the outer realms to fiddle with him. <laughs> can, I, can I also roll insight so I know what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, now. Where was I? <laughs> okay. uh, so they were all running off to the bath. As you go across the hallway and you wander in, you find yourselves in quite an elaborate bathroom. It has three sinks on the western wall. And this circular patch in the middle here is actually a sunken pool, which appears to have hot steaming water in it. You can see that across from you as well, there is a little sort of... It's basically a shower curtain kind of rail here. And there are sort of hooks around the edges on all of these benches on the edges of the room. And you'd be more than welcome to strip off and to have your shower. The 
Servants would probably have followed you round and would be able to provide you with soaps, towels, whatever you guys would like in, in order to wash yourselves. Probably those little, like, weird scraping things. Would we be able to get our clothes washed at all? Do we be able to get your clothes washed? Yeah, Siliqui doesn't wear armour, so it's not a white uh... clean type situation. It's more, would she be able to possibly, or if she washes them, would they be able to hang them somewhere for her to dry? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to have your clothes washed, then yeah, you can give them to another servant will come in and and take your clothes off to be uh, washed and laundered for tomorrow. And in the time being, you're kind of given these sort of big fluffy, light, towel. flowy kind of togery things to, to wear afterwards. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, just to sort of wear, kind of like, kind of like a com- combination of sarong and dressing gown. Zibby, Zibby, Ask one of the servants to, um, yeah, clean off what they can and bring it back when he's ready. Including sort of like the armour and things like that. Yep. Yeah, no, they will happily take all of that away. Um, and yeah, you guys. Rana's only to... got a loincloth, really, hasn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, leather armour, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Rana pretty much just yeah. immediately takes up all of his clothes, leaves them on a heap, and then just cannonballs into the ball. <laughs> Okay, it's not very deep, so... You... <laughs> it's, it hits the bottom quite quickly. It's so Yeah. my cock. Take D6 full damage. <laughs> Ronna flashes into the pool, grunts when his tailbone uh, bruises itself severely on the bottom, and then just lounges back like nothing happened and no one saw it. No, I meant to do that. <laughs> The servants will also tell you that the room to your north, uh, which I will just open for you, is also a sauna, should you wish Ooh. to uh, give yourself something of a uh, a hot... I was about to say a hot time, but you know what I mean. Just like to, <laughs> to, to give yourselves like a... <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Percival's all about that. <laughs> Rana looks at the steam billowing out of the room and shakes his head and just says... Jungle is steamy enough already and then stays in the bathroom. Uh, he's giving himself a quick bath and then he's straight into the sauna. Nice. Uh, I could close the door behind you, but then you actually will be. So the thing, so the funny thing about the doors in this is uh, the doors on this layer literally block you from moving. Yeah. So if I close the door on this, Sibby can't get out. We pretend, we'll pretend the door's closed, yeah. Siddiqui says to Wakanga, I won't be long. I just I, I just want to freshen up and then we, uh, if it's okay with you, we, we, we'll go and talk. Um, so she wanders off to the bathroom, sees what a mess Rana's made with the water and <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. <sighs> yeah, she um, strips off and basically just uh, gets in gently <laughs> into the pool thing. She's um, she's she's not a jumper. <laughs> yeah, she, well, she can be. She's just like actually seen that it's just a not very deep thing. <laughs> actually looks in there. Before, looking before yeah. you leap, eh? <laughs> Uh, so she glides in instead and then she um, uh, just takes some soap and just basically washes herself down and washes her hair um, rinses herself off and then goes to sit in the sauna for like 20 minutes 15, 20 minutes yeah I can imagine it's I can imagine yeah it's quite a, it's quite a oh sorry let me get the door for you um, did, did you actually you. shut it <laughs> I did actually shut it I was just shutting you and uh, you and Percival together Zibby <laughs> Just as I'm sure you wanted. Um, she's going to go right to the top back corner and she's going to sit in a kind of almost meditative thing. Eyes closed. Really hoping Percival just shushes <laughs> while she's in there. 
I was I was going to say, is there anything you guys want to discuss? You are kind of, while I'm leaving the doors open, you are being left relatively alone. You know, sans the servants that once in a while pop uh, into. Percival, um, I would yes. like um, some quiet time in here. It would be really useful. But I just want to say, um, I do want to speak to Wakanga. I do think we should, I, I do think I was wrong with um, not telling him about the uh, the jargon things. I think um, we, we should uh, try to trust him and open up a bit to him. And um I'm sure then he will open up to us. He's been nothing but kind to us so far and very helpful. So um, I I am going to talk to him this evening. I just thought I'd let you know um, like about the jug and, and things. Um, I hope that's okay. So uh, per- Percival is... He's He's got a very, very tiny towel around him. It's very small. Percival, it's just about Do you mind closing your legs? <laughs> um... <laughs> And and he's got a cigar. <laughs> Somehow he's got a cigar and he's smoking in in the God. in the sauna. Uh, somehow the cigar isn't damp. So yeah, um, <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah, that's going to yeah. be a very wet cigar. <laughs> he's not noticing, even if it is, you know. Um, Why do I feel like he's got a cigar? Like a, he's actually face he's man actually just chewing on it. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, the <sorry. laughs> Is it Face Man in the eighteen? Or which one is it that has the cigar in the eighteen? Uh, Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. What well, do I just feel like it's like him? You know, regardless whether it's lit or not, he doesn't care. It's just well, we like are the eighteen now. <laughs> Zippy's <laughs> just sitting in the sauna with a uh, with a, uh, a cut glass uh, whiskey whiskey glass yes. uh, and a, uh, a rather large whiskey. <laughs> so, um, Rana. Rana assembles a speedboat using only items found on the <laughs> only items. Rana, did you find a kinder surprise? <laughs> much of things about I pity the fool. Only only items on on like on like the bathroomware shelf. Um, and it you know he's a fully functioning speedboat with, with a working radio, um, meticulously fashioned from bits bits of bits of sponge and exfoliant pad and stuff. It fires cabbages as well. He's using he's using soap suds as like obstacle course or something like that. Again, <laughs> through the uh, water. You are you are the BA Barackers of the group there, Rana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just just uh, a mechanics question, if I may. Uh, yes. Druids obviously can wild shape. Yes. I know I have no charges left at this point, but can druids wild shape part of themselves, or do they have to wild shape all of them? Like, can I they get themselves you like this at some point, like a tail, like or something, like so, just a tail, or just like a, a tiger's face? Like, what? Hmm. How's it work? I mean, I, I generally read it as you wild shape into the animal in its entirety. Um, would be my uh, guess because I think something like alter self, which is a separate spell has the ability to like change individual things about you rather than like wholesale changing whereas wild shape from what i understand of it though given the fact that i haven't actually read is it a spell or a feature i would it's a feature, feature. yeah i would feature. just thought it's more like um uh, say for example you just changed your face or a hand it has no use like you wouldn't necessarily get the benefits of claws you know or your face you wouldn't necessarily get the benefits of biting if you didn't fully wild shape but you just can like so it's look like stupid. F- flavor, yeah, changing. for fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to doing anything like the tail, you can't hang with it. Like if you're a monkey, for example, but it's just there to piss around. <laughs> just uh, I've, I've now just got this horrible image of Rana with spider legs in, in place of his arms oh. and legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
too many. All doing different pull-up. One of them's got a uh, lump of soap. The other one's got a speedboat going <laughs> through the water. And the other one's got a hairbrush. <laughs> I mean, I generally assume the wild shape is a is a wholesale change. However, just for the sake of roleplay, sure, why not? Let's say, yeah, let's say, let's say you're you are able to do that, and you can totally pointless. Like, is it they have no necessary, you know, yeah, you know, useful. I just just took it up out of interest. There doesn't appear to be anything official on it that I can see. There are numerous semi-official homebrew or like um, people Mm. who've done like rules revisions, like yeah, ones that are played widely. Where mm. there are feats that you can take, which allow you to partially wild shape, so you can you can mm. pop, you can give yourself like you know, tiger claws, for example, so your unarmed attack does more damage or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so you actually get the full um, but, use of it. But in so, general, the general consensus seems to be that it, the wording of wild shape, probably probably doesn't allow it. Mm. It's probably the equivalent of face painting yourself a tiger on your face. <laughs> to my mind, as you have no particular. Ability, and I don't think you have auto self, which, as I say, I'm pretty sure is a spell that lets you do exactly that. It lets you get talons and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't have that. No. You can have it for roleplay purposes only. Like you can okay. use wild shape to do it with that, but you can't, like, say in combat, say that, yeah, can I wild shape my hand into a claw? Because that's the conversation we're having. Is that it's a little ambiguous. We're not too sure. So we'll say for yeah, for for harmless roleplay stuff like this, sure, why not? Okay, that's that's yep. good to know. And as mm. soon as I get an octopus shape, I can bathe as an octopus. That's the most oh, important. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> okay. You've unleashed a monster. God, it's like like going into a bath with Cthulhu. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, if you're just wild shape into just an octopus, I, I'm pretty sure that's just that's just normal wild shape. An for, for, for people just, just tuning in and listening to this, please note that Rana becoming an octopus in a bathtub setting doesn't make us that kind of show. So, I mean, from the reference to the side, we're, we're not going there. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Yes. No, 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 I didn't say that. Before. Anyway, <laughs> back, back on track. Back on track. Uh, so you spend you spend your time uh, preening yourselves and spending some time in the in the sauna as well, taking a, a frankly a well earned break, breast, a breast, rest, even. Uh, <laughs> That's what can go late. No, um, it's uh, it's no. You take uh, you take your time. You relax. You you know you've earned this. You have done a very good deed today. And as I say, once you guys are done, you are provided with this kind of soft, almost linenish kind of uh, dressing gown. It's a lot more flowy than an actual like towel dressing gown. Uh, so you guys are directed off to the rooms that you were in before. However, one of the servants will sort of hang soliloquy back and direct you to the door that is directly to the left as you leave this room. Percival and the others, you're going down to this corridor here. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brahma, you coming? Or are you just are you just staying in the bath? He's living in a bath forever now. Sleep. Brahma, <laughs> looking looking more wrinkled than the outer shell of a working nut. <laughs> uh, or. or sort of clamber out and follow only remembering in, in passing to actually put some garment of clothing on because uh, he doesn't really pay much attention Will to the servants chasing after him desperately with a gown Yeah, <laughs> please for the love of modesty put this on Percival's still walking along with a very tiny towel <laughs> I mean it's to be expected at this point Okay, uh, this is your room from before, so you have the sort of 
communal room that you're in just now, Percival, with what you remember to be two rooms off the way. However, Siliqui, mm-hmm. you are directed through a door that is directly to the left of the door you come out of from the bathrooms, which is just this way. Ah. Okay, it's a door there. Yeah. And then through to the outside. Yeah. Uh, the rain has started to let up a little bit, but it is still kind of drizzling. And uh, Wakanga is sat under one of these trees out here uh, on a sort of little makeshift bench, if you want to go and join him. Uh, any particular tree? I don't know which one he's under. Oh, uh, I, to be honest, I don't really mind. It's just either <laughs> either tree. Um, oh, she ends up in the, under the wrong tree and goes, oh, well, I don't know where he is. All right. Uh, I'll I'll here, <laughs> Two hours later, yeah. she just walks up back. <laughs> I like the idea, Brown, are you just running around at the minute? <laughs> getting away from... <laughs> yeah. Looking for more meat. Yep. <laughs> just, be, just being told off by the servants for not wearing anything. Well, you know when a dog's had a bath and they go a bit crazy and they just run around the house, they start shaking themselves <laughs> and rubbing themselves all over everything. He's just rubbing <laughs> to get himself dry. on all like, of the cushions. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to get their ears dry, so they rub them on, How the, on the carpets. Meant, and the how else am I meant to get dry? <laughs> it's just Rana scooting up and down the, uh, scooting up and down the corridor. Yeah. yeah. Rana makes a beeline for the, the largest pair of, uh, of velveteen drapes that he can find. <laughs> uh, these look comfortable. Well, Congress there and greets you, uh, invites you to sit next to him. From where you're sat, um, you can't really see much of the surrounding city. The wall is fairly close to the actual villa itself and quite high. Uh, but what you can see, sort of looking up through the trees, is that every once in a while the rain clouds will part and you can see some stars in the night sky. Wakanga uh, sort of says to you, my dear, what did you wish to discuss? The other, the other day when we um, came to speak to you, I, um, I, I felt like um, we wasn't totally upfront with you. I hope you realise uh, it takes me a long time to, to trust people and um, open up to them. The only person I've truly ever trusted um, uh, was somebody very, very dear to me who um, who was killed a while ago. And um, since then, I've, I've had a harder time trusting people. Um, so I, I tend to keep things close to me. I can perfectly understand that, my dear. Being cautious, as I say, is one of the things that has got me where I am. It makes perfect sense to be wary of somebody you don't even know yet. Well, exactly. But you've been nothing but kind to us, so I feel like maybe I was a bit too close with you, with um, with speaking to you or telling you things. Now, um, uh, whilst I don't know you yet, I do feel like that you mean us no harm, and I I think that um, you know we we should talk more and um, open more. When we were at um, Tampa Righteous, we we did have quite a hard time. That um, it was devastating to see the um, the ruin that was once apparently a beautiful camp. Um, we went into the big temple. It was a um, a man with a crocodile on his back, and it was full of traps. There was some horrible traps in there. Slowly, we um, we did work out how to bypass all of the traps eventually. And myself and Percival. Um, amazing, I know it was Percival that helped. I mean, who would have thought it? But anyway, I mean, miracles um, happen occasionally. <laughs> totally, indeed. Um, I mean, you know, I'd put up with a lot of his talking and you know, rubbish, they say but... they say once once every twenty times you try something, it just goes fantastically, like superbly <laughs> well. 
That sounds like my conversations with Percival. Once in every 20 conversations, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yes, we, um, we managed to climb to the top of this tower at the end of this big tomb. And there was this um, jug. Have you heard of an alchemy jug? An alchemy jug? Alchemy jug is a rare thing to find. I take it you found one in the in the temple? Unfortunately, we couldn't save a net, but we managed somehow to still save the alchemy jug. And we've looked at it more and how it works. It has many purposes. We've worked out what the symbols are on or all the different options of what it can produce. Um, it's very, very useful. Um, I'm sorry we didn't, didn't tell you sooner. I wanted to be cautious of who we could trust. I know you, you like interesting items and... Um, My dear, it was only an offer to examine any items you weren't sure of the use of. And I can, you know, completely understand your decision to perhaps not confide in me. As I say, it is it is difficult to trust someone that you have only just met. And at this, he puts his hand on your knee, just casually, and just says, that I hope in time we can change that. She puts her hand um, on top of his hand gently and says, thank you. Um, another thing, if you don't mind me talking to you about, um, the person who I lost, who was very dear to me, he's... Um, I saw him quite a lot like a um, like a father or like a um, a mentor, somebody great who I um, always, always looked up to, who taught me everything I know that matters to me. He was mercilessly killed one night, all because I, I lost myself for an evening. I, um, I, I let myself go wild and I, I, I wasn't on guard. I wasn't at my best and it all went wrong and he died. We still have not found the person who killed him. And it, it does affect me greatly. My dear, I'm, I'm so sorry. Part of my reason for, for being here um, and still traveling is to try to find any information I can on who killed him, you see, because I, I won't rest until he is avenged, that he, um, he's, he was a wonderful man. He did so much good in the world and um, he left a, a lovely son behind and a wife and it was wrong, it was so very wrong. Something weird happened to me when I got back from our first voyage out of here. Um, do you know Grandfather Zetembe well? Very well. Grandfather Zetembe and I have a working relationship. Have you ever known Grandfather Zetembe to kind of make any prophecies or, or go a bit funny? Like where he, um, <laughs> he speaks, but as though somebody else is speaking through him. He laughs a bit, not clearly trying not to be derogatory. What we're talking about is quite is obviously quite serious to you, obviously, and he doesn't want to be rude. But he he does chuckle a bit and says, as the uh, as the head scholar of the Temple of Severas, his main job is making prophecies about our business and the well-being of the city. Of course, he makes prophecies in his daily work, but this this sounds is this different in some way. What you speak of? Yeah, it, it was like he was suddenly. Um, it's going to sound really crazy, and I'm not crazy. I I I've been quite disturbed by it now for 
sometime I had to fight zombies and zombie ogres while having this running through my head it's been very disturbing he he sounded like he was almost possessed it didn't sound like his own voice well, that doesn't sound like Zatembe no it was like somebody was coming through him and speaking but it was only to me and whilst I I want to trust my my group of people that I'm with something really concerned me that he said that I'm concerned one of the things that he said may actually be about one of my group members potentially is about Zippy.